This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Where do we make the next buy? Many Chicago border trade markets have made new highs in their primary bull market, as we suggested that they should, and were recently exhibiting some potential topping action and failures to respond to bullish news. The markets had not followed through on strong export sales reports, a misinterpreted ban on palm oil exports, and La Nina-related yield erosion in Brazil's safrina corn crop. The next test is to see if they could hold up on bullish planting delays, maybe one more new high in corn. Traders might call it the making of a spring high, producing seasonal weakness. Elliott Wave technicians would like a label at third wave highs, and I would call it the pending end of the acreage auction. Fundamentals are bullish, but much is now built into prices. Weakness, however, should still be corrective. First significant chart support lies back near 750 in July corn. Volatility expansion has gotten us where it would enlarge the range for trade in either direction. An anticipated primary fourth wave correction would clean up the market, shedding late longs, bought headlines, and convincing producers that the top is in for the year. Then wave five would prove that wrong in a summer weather rally to new 2022 highs, as yield risk would force rationing. A forthcoming correction should provide another buying opportunity once the settlement is turned negative. We recently wrapped up old crop soybean sales, flattened most long positions, making our first 10% incremental new crop sale, and recommended option strategies for a correction. Private analysts have the 2022-23 corn carryover, which USDA will take a crack at next month, going under a billion bushels. While that is likely accurate, it is unlikely that USDA will confirm reaching pipeline supply in the May WASDE report. It is really a misnomer to call USDA reports forecasts, as USDA doesn't forecast as much as they should or could. When does a fundamental reach the point where it can be incorporated into USDA balance sheets? That's a good question. Our take is that they drag their feet way too long in recognizing data. Some analysts provide pre-report estimates of what they think that carryouts will actually be and what they think USDA will report. What irks me is that incremental tightening of the balance sheet works in the favor of end users. The Biden administration wants to curtail inflation, and USDA methodology helps depress prices. By the time USDA has corrected the balance sheet to reflect what were already known fundamentals, farmers typically have sold most of their grain. The trade may pay less attention to USDA reports. The recent USDA reports were more bearish than reality, and the trade went with reality. These are bull markets. The corn market has been trying to convince farmers that it is not too late to plant corn. Mother Nature, however, refuses to cooperate. Last year, we got crops in very early, and that helped mitigate drought conditions later in the season in the western corn belt. It was a surprise that Iowa corn yields beat those in Illinois where they were too wet. Yields here were trend line with some above. Last year's surprisingly good yields in the western corn belt probably gave the impression that we can get good yields despite drought. I expect that it will again be challenged. I am in full corn and soybean rotation and intend to go forward to rotation as a drought mitigation effort. We are in the window for Dr. Elwin Taylor's 89-year drought cycle that is supposed to be our drought of this century, like the one in the 1930s. 
The USDA starts out the season using the trend line yield, 181 bushel per acre for corn. The current outlook is for a 70% chance of a below trend line yield because of the La Nina. The South American second corn crop is being trimmed by La Nina there. If ours is likewise impacted, these markets will stay bullish far longer than many think. We will need more corn acres in 2023. It continues cold here. Some say that the snow and rain will help drop conditions, but not much. Our collective precip from recent rains was only a strong half inch here in northwest Iowa. They got more in southern and eastern Iowa. The drought monitor map has got it right. It looks like crops this year will mostly be planted in May. The eastern corn belt is much warmer, is already wet and gets more. They still will have snow in their forecast in the northern plains. The most annoying new aspect from weather that most everyone is sharing is wind, wind, wind. They closed the airport in Garden City, Kansas due to wind and dust, and wind advisories are common throughout the Midwest. RJO reported trade estimates for corn planting progress of 10 to 13 percent, which appeared elevated to us. We will get crops in, always do. The loss of early planting adds risk to reaching trend line yields. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 